0: Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at indytravelpodcast.com.
1: This week it's episode 219, and we're talking about South America. Four months in South America, to be exact.
0: Yeah, we've just returned to New Zealand after four months in South America, so this is a time for some stories, some destination tips, and some ideas for your own travels there.
1: We really need to apologise for uh, leaving you in the lurch for the last few weeks. We've um, been completely unable to get a podcast live. We had some problems with our microphone, and by problems we mean a dog ate it. Didn't quite eat it, but did take it off our bed, took it for a walk, chewed the case, left it outside. Yeah, Yeah. that was great. And uh, we also had real problems with internet access. We didn't have a strong enough connection to upload photos, let alone podcasts. Yeah, well, that's
0: all over now, and we're back in Auckland for the summer. So. And then we're going to head up to Spain for, for next year for the, for the northern spring and summer. So if you're passing through Auckland in the next few weeks, then let us know through the Indie Travel Podcast community and we'll catch up for a drink.
1: And if you're going to be in Spain, equally, let us know and we'll try to you know, find you somewhere in the country.
0: Yeah, but not until next year because we can't plan that far in advance.
1: <laughs> Don't forget you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. There's also a growing list of detours at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours and travel deals updating daily at slash deals.
0: Well, let's jump straight into uh, this week's show where we are talking about what we've been up to for the last four months. Um, the, the big overview is that we flew into Argentina and then four months later we flew out of Argentina And in the meantime, (laughs) we went up to Uruguay, Brazil, and Paraguay. So, um, yeah, so those four countries, really.
1: Yeah, and it was awesome. So we started off in Buenos Aires. um, We were planning to go down to La Plata and visit some friends, and so they don't speak any English, and Craig really wanted to brush up on his Spanish a bit. So we did some Spanish lessons with Ex Spanish, and it was really good. We were only going to do one week, but we ended up extending it to two weeks, Mm. which I think was really useful for us. I ended up with my head full of grammar. <laughs> but uh, I think it's it's been a really good foundation for my Spanish for for that four months and um yeah, it was really good. We stayed did some couch surfing and we also stayed in a little hotel in Telmo, So we spent a lot of time around that area of the city.
0: Yeah, Sant is interesting. It's kind of a Bohemian well, I don't know if it's Bohemian. It's it's a place where there's lots of very old things, lots of antique markets and and old people selling old things which uh-huh. is quite interesting there's quite kooky little little corners and spots in it but it's also quite a it's not very poor but it's a, a reasonably poor part of town so there's a, a large amount of students young professionals and those that haven't quite got a job so <laughs> it makes it uh makes it an interesting mix of really people is.
1: we were there about this time last week actually it's weird to think that just this time last week we were still in Argentina and we went to we went to the markets and uh, bought some Christmas presents and it was, it was brilliant and now we're back in New Zealand, quite surreal. <laughs> yeah. Also while in Buenos Aires we, um, we did a graffiti mundo tour which was excellent. We had a really good time doing that because Buenos Aires has a really fantastic street art scene. You'll notice it when you're wandering around. You've got all the political graffiti and tagging as well and then there's this amazing kind of wealth of murals and really, really good art all over the place. And I don't think it's particularly legal, but it's definitely not policed. So uh, there's lots and lots of of really good art to see. And Graffiti Mundo do a tour around um, around Palermo, actually, and you can see all sorts of different artwork from stencil art to just murals to all sorts of things. It's really great. And they explain the artist's work and how they came to be graffiti artists and everything. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, that was up in uh, yeah Palermo and Vichy Crespo, which yeah. is where we ended up staying in our second visit to Buenos Aires. But I guess that'll come at the end of the podcast.
1: That's right. And we also did a, um, a day tour around Buenos Aires when we first arrived. We ended up, actually, because we flew Airlines-Argentinas, which isn't our favorite airline by a long shot, we uh, ended up leaving a little bit later than we planned. And we would booked in this, this tour for the Friday, and we ended up arriving... Very early on Friday morning, then we kind of had to drag ourselves <laughs> right. out of bed. <laughs>
0: yeah, after a couple of hours sleep, yeah, well, that's that's air travel for you, isn't it?
1: So from Buenos Aires, we went down to visit our friends in La Plata, Juli and Nati, and they're so cool, we had such a great time with them. They ended up bundling us into a car and taking us for a road trip, because it was a long weekend, and uh, we went down all the way down to Mar del Plata, and uh, kind of circled back up. Cooley really loves to drive, so it was a, a very driving heavy uh, trip. It was really cool. We saw sea lions, <laughs> and uh, yep. one night we couldn't find anywhere to stay, so we ended up driving around this town looking and looking and looking, and it didn't work. So yeah. we hopped back in the car. I think we ended up checking dri- in at like 3 a.m. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was shocking.
0: It was a long trip. Well, um, from there, we went back up to Buenos Aires and then on to Rio um, by way of Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> a tour company called Intrepid Uh, they do I don't know, kind of semi-guided trips Mm -hmm. they organise the well, the style of trip we did with them they organise the accommodation and the transport and there's a tour leader with you, Um, but they are much more of a, a tour leader to make sure the mechanics of everything work, rather than a tour guide to tell you where to go and what to do.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good style of tour if you're, you know, you're pretty certain about what you want to do and you just don't have time to organize everything for yourself. Especially if you don't speak the language. I think coming to South America and organizing things yourself. I mean, I know we found it quite a lot of work last year when we were there. And uh, this year it was a lot easier because we we knew the language a lot more and we knew what we were doing. So I think if you you just plan a trip and you're like, Oh, I want to go to South America. Choosing one of these tours would be a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're short on
0: time. Well, we
1: talked a lot
0: about that trip in episode 213 um, a couple of months ago, but I guess we should um, just quickly talk about some of the destinations that we went to.
1: Sure. Well, I really enjoyed the time in Uruguay. We had just one day in Colonia and one day in Montevideo, which are both really nice towns. I suppose Montevideo is really a city. It being the
0: capital and everything, yeah. Yeah, well. It gets that kind of classification. (laughs) But yeah, there's only a million people there, so it does feel pretty small.
1: Yeah, that's right. And then we went up to an Estancia, Panagia Estancia, which was brilliant. We had three nights there, two full days, and uh, we got to go horse riding. We rounded up sheep and cattle, and it was really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, um, I don't know, that was my unexpected highlight. Yeah. Um, It was, yeah, really nice. Uh, From there, we uh, had half a day at um, Turmista Diamond, which is a natural hot springs, and then up to the Iguazu Falls, where we stayed in Foz do Iguazu.
1: Yeah, and of course, the Iguazu Falls were just as amazing as they were last year. I don't think they're going to get any less amazing, because I think they're just pretty incredible, and they're going to continue being pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, well, I guess uh, last year we went and visited them independently. We didn't have... Any guides, and we didn't have much information, and so the and the experience was quite quite jaw droppingly shocking because of that. Yeah. Well, not because of that, but there are amazing things to see, um, and we saw them, and it was just like wow, and it was overwhelming. Uh, this year we went with uh, guides with Urban Adventures, and they organized the transfer to and from the hotel which was good because that was the biggest difficulty last time yeah and um yeah so we had a tour guide that was telling us and, and giving us all the information about it so it was a much more of a much more of an in-depth experience mm-hmm. this time i think rather than just it being experiential like wow that's a lot of water <laughs>
1: <laughs> although we did have a bit of that this time as well yeah yeah and uh, after the Iguazu Falls, we headed up to Rio de Janeiro, which was amazing. That yeah. was the first new place, I think, for us, apart from when we were down in the okay. south of Argentina. So after the Iguazu Falls, we headed up towards Rio de Janeiro, but stopping in two places along the way. First of all, Paraty, which is this cute little colonial town, and you, there's no uh, vehicles allowed in the city centre and the town centre, really. It's quite a small little town. And so it's retained its cool atmosphere. That was really fun. And then we went to Grande which is a nice, relaxing place.
0: Yeah. There's no a, vehicles there either. No. It's an island, um I don't know, I guess total travel time is probably about two hours from Rio to mm-hmm. the south, and yeah, just lots of B&Bs and hostels and good hiking up through the forest, and we saw monkeys the High size monkeys. of your hand. They were, <laughs> they were cool. They were so cool. Um and, yeah, my sister had told me about tiny little monkeys in Brazil that were the size of your hand. I'm like, no, no, they're baby monkeys. And then we saw them. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the monkeys were the size of your hand and their tails were the length of your arm. So
1: they, were... they had very long tails.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Um, that was a really nice place to hang out and somewhere I definitely want to go back to. Yeah, definitely. Sit on the beach, do a bit of surfing and do Drink some hiking. Yeah, drinking caipirinhas. <laughs> Good plan.
1: And then we headed to Rio, which was where the tour ended and wow, it was amazing i've I don't know, I just was totally overwhelmed by it. I thought it was such a great place like the the views were incredible. You've got the Statue of Christ the Redeemer up on the hill, you've got the all of these great hills and uh, islands, and oh, it's just really cool, I loved it.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the Rio Olympics that are coming up and the World Cup as well. It's it's going to be a great city to party in. Yeah, definitely. It's um, yeah, it's just set up with the beaches there and and things. Um, some interesting politics around it at the moment with mm. them uh, clearing and well clearing the favelas of some of the drug control and installing police, but not installing services like running water. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be. Well, if you're if you're into urban politics, that's one to follow as as the lead up to the Olympics comes closer. But uh, we'll stay out of politics at the moment and uh, just appreciate it for a great place to go and and travel. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing. city.
1: While we were in Rio, um, my one of my friends, uh, an ex student, came to pick us up and took us up to his family home in Mackay. and that was totally unplanned. He just said, you know said to us one day, "Why don't we all go out together for the weekend?" And we said, "Oh yeah, sure." And it was really cool. Uh, one of the things that was a bit of a surprise was the fact that none of his family speak any English, so we had to do a bit of a crash course in Portuguese, which we definitely weren't expecting. And it turned out to be a really, really good experience. Yeah, it was.
0: Um, as well as staying with the family and uh, having fun learning to communicate, <laughs> we also did a did a day tour driving around um, all of the beaches and the coast there, and God, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And the food is good too. I think we tried like 17 types of street food that day. (laughs) It was,
0: yeah, it was just paradise. Mm. Um, Just beautiful, beautiful beaches and, yeah, friendly people and delicious food.
1: Yeah, so we like Brazil.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So it was quite a shock to go from there. Uh, Well, actually, we stopped in Rio again on the way back down and saw some other uh, couch surfers and did some more touristy stuff. It was good fun. But then we went down to Sao Paulo, which is enormous. Enormous. Apparently more people live in Sao Paulo than all of Argentina. Um, Really? I I haven't verified that. Yeah, that's that's what our Juli said to us the other day. Um, wow. And I haven't verified that, so it might be complete rubbish. But if that's true, that's insane. It is an enormous and city. we were staying. believe it. We
1: were staying in an apartment with some couch surfers, and Craig looked out of the window, and he's like, it's just overwhelming. Because in every direction, everywhere you looked, it was just city. Nothing else. No hills. No, no yeah. river. No nothing. Just city, city, city. Yeah,
0: completely flat. No parks. Just gray buildings, skyscrapers, three to 30-story buildings, as far as you could see in every direction. There
1: must be water somewhere, and and there must be parks, but from where we were, (laughs) we didn't see any of them.
0: Yeah, it was insane. Um, Sao Paulo isn't really a city that you want to go to as a tourist. Um, I
1: don't know. We had a good time. We had
0: a really good time, but we were kind of embedded because we were couch surfing.
1: Well, that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. But there's there's not much to our... To kind of your typical things to see. Mm -hmm. They're not there. And I think if you're living in a big city, you're not going to find anything that's unusual. Uh, We live in a very small city. So it was a really interesting experience being in a big monolithic city.
1: It's true. I really enjoyed going to the Museum of the Portuguese Language, especially because I was very excited that I could understand a lot of what the sign said. (laughs) <laughs> but it was really interesting. They had these tables where you could play with words and put them together, and it was like parts of words, um, like uh, suffixes and prefixes and the main part of it, and you put it together and it made a word, and then it told you the, the etymology. It was really fun. God, you're a geek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's okay. We'll get you through it. So we went from there, from the, in fact, that was the last thing we did, isn't it, was you went to the um, to the museum and I went back to our couch-surfing host to find our bus tickets.
1: Oh, yeah, that which was hilarious. Behind. So we are staying with this couch-surfing host and they had a, a desk that was kind of cluttered with stuff in the room that we were staying in. And we had left some stuff on the on this desk as well. So when we packed up, we said goodbye to them we walked down to the train station. And uh, I said to Craig, oh, we should just get the bus tickets out, just check the time and we couldn't find them. So we were at the train station, unpacked everything we had, looking for them, thinking they must be in the envelope with the receipts or in the wallet or whatever. No. What had happened was Craig had taken them out of his out of his wallet because we were in Sao Paulo and everyone in the whole world had told us that Sao Paulo is a very dangerous city. So we didn't want to take anything with, of value with us and the bus tickets were rather expensive, so we left them at home. So Craig walked all the way back to the couch surfing hosts. I, we'd made arrangements to meet an ex-student of mine at the um, Museum of the Portuguese Language, and we didn't have his number, so we couldn't call to say that we're going to be late. So I went on to meet him, or well, to meet them, it was a couple, and uh, Craig went back to the, to the couch-surfing hosts, found the tickets, and we all met up, and it was all fine, but he wasn't allowed in the museum because he arrived after whatever after it was. After they
0: closed, yeah. Well, it wasn't even
1: after they'd closed because they were open until I think it was 6 o'clock. And uh, you arrived at, like, half past five. Yeah, no, after but the, invisions...
0: the, the ticket office had closed. Yeah, yeah they were closed. Um, well, from, yeah, so that museum was the very last place we were in, in Sao Paulo. And then we did the 20-hour, off the top of my head, bus trip back down to Foz do Iguazu. Was it really that long? Yeah, I think yeah. it really was. Probably was. And then uh, <laughs> after a few days there, we got uh, got a visa. And went to Paraguay, so Paraguay is a really interesting place. I thought because Mm. it's so undervisited. I mean, it's been there's political reasons; it's been closed for a long time, and it's only just opened to tourism the last decade or two decades. Um, But yeah, we really liked it. I really don't understand why more people don't go. With the caveat that. Yeah, okay, you have to pay for a visa. The and visa
1: was a bit of a mission to get. But, you know, we got it and we went in. I think you could only have a visa for two, two weeks anyway. So we had 10 days there. Yeah. And it was great. We went first to... Um, Ciudad del Este. Ciudad del Este because that's where you go to from um, Vos de Guasu. So it's one of the three cities, kind of the border cities. And uh, we just had a few days there and then we went down to Encarnacion, where we went to some Jesuit ruins. They were really awesome. Mm. A bit difficult to get to. You can get there by public bus, but it does take all day. And, yeah, um,
0: um, but it's not. It's not overly difficult.
1: No, it's just long and involved. Yeah. And then we went up to Asuncion, which is the capital, and we thought we'd like it because we'd liked the other two places we'd been to. But no, we didn't really like Asuncion at all. Yeah, it was strange.
0: It was a, the the capital city didn't represent anything that the rest of the country. Had, like everything that we liked about Ciudad del Este and Encarnación just didn't really exist in Asuncion. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's it a lot weird. more to
1: the country than just those three places that we visited, and we didn't yeah. go up to the north at all. We'd like to. Yeah. But uh, maybe next time.
0: Indeed. Well, there's details on that trip in episode 214, which uh, is pretty recent, just a, a couple of months ago. So you can go and check that out if you want to hear more about travel in Paraguay.
1: Mm hmm. Well, from us we caught a very long bus. We seem to have a tradition of very long bus trips in this trip. Well, tri- I think
0: it's if you're traveling around South America and you don't want to pay for flights, then you're going to spend a long time sitting in buses. It's true. I Luckily, mean, that's, the buses
1: are pretty comfortable. Definitely oh, more comfortable yeah. than airlines.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a weird thing to me. But it's even though it's longer, it's it's more efficient. The buses really tend to run on time down mm-hmm. Chile, Argentina, Brazil. Yeah. Even Peru was, was good. Bolivia was a bit more... Yeah, I didn't really this. like... I would only but, catch um, day buses
1: in Bolivia. I not yeah. like night buses. But we quite often arrived earlier when we took overnight buses. We'd be arriving early at our destination. We're like, what? Don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Why are you
0: waking me up 45 minutes before we arrive? <laughs> Leave me alone.
1: So, yeah, we caught the bus down to Salta, where we went to stay with Lee and Noah, who uh, are our friends that we know from the wonderful world of the Internet. And also, they uh, run Cloudhead, which is an awesome organisation.
0: Yeah, they're uh, a small foundation working with art, technology and communication uh, in Salta, the Salta region. And uh, yeah, working, well, on all sorts of projects with local high schools, with the uh, the Wichi, which are an indigenous tribe, which are, are local to the region. And uh, yeah, doing all sorts of interesting stuff with with their art house and, yeah, uh, we, we talked about it in quite a lot of depth about a month ago, um, episode 216. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you can dig into that if you want to find out more about maybe volunteering in Argentina or working with the witchy or with the art house at mm-hmm. Cloudhead.
1: Yeah, we, we had a good time there. We caught up on some work and we helped them with some of their stuff and went to a lot of art galleries and did kind of lots of touristy stuff. Mm. It was really good.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, And Salta is one of the first places in the world, in the world, where uh, we've got an indie travel guide for. So um, it's pretty cool. We've got things to do, how to get around, all the transport guides, uh, everything like that. So um, yeah, you can find that for free on the website.
1: Yeah, you should. So after Salta, we hop back in a bus for another 19 hours. 19 hours. It could have been 22, but we decided to pay the extra, whatever it was, 50 oh, so pesos. About an extra, yeah, about an extra 10 or 15
0: US dollars to, yeah. uh, to go on the fast yeah, bus. Yeah, go on the fast bus with the more comfortable seats.
1: Yeah, definitely worthwhile. Also, this bus included um, dinner, and dinner meant stopping the bus and getting off and going to a restaurant and having dinner in a restaurant, which was yeah. awesome. I've never had that before.
0: No. Normally when they say, yeah, you get hot food on this bus service, they give you a tray of kind of microwave stew or something like that yeah um but yeah in this case it was get off and order from one of four or five things on an express menu Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it got got thrown in front of you by a a sullen waiter and
1: away you went yeah (laughs) we even had flan (laughs) yes
0: that's right flan (laughs) my goodness So yeah, in Buenos Aires, we uh, did an experiment. So normally we stay uh, either in a hostel or couch surfing. And that's been our our two ways of of finding accommodation pretty much for the last couple of years, with the exception of crashing with friends or family. Um, And this time we experimented with a service called Rumorama, which is an apartment rental service. Mm -hmm. So you can search their site and find apartments for rent in the place that you're going. And you rent it directly from the owner and pay an extra surcharge to the website Rumorama. So um yeah, we found a found an apartment through there in actually really near um Cajal and mm-hmm. um Santa Fe. Gosh, yeah, Cajao and Santa Fe. Yeah, quite near the Ricoleta Cemetery. Central Ricoleta, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful location. Um I think after we included the fee, it worked out at about 65 US, 70 US a night. Mm-hmm. So 35 US dollars each, basically, per person per night. For that, with. Um, Yeah, studio, apartment, our own bathroom, of course. We had a cleaner come in once during the week we were there. Yeah. Um, And, yeah. And a kitchen. And a kitchen. Which was really good. That was good for, yeah. And there were cheaper ones.
1: There were were a range of options. I mean, there were cheaper ones and more expensive ones available. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that. I liked the way that you could search and send a whole bunch of emails. It was kind of like couch surfing in that you you sent out the emails and the the owners got back to you to say whether it was available or not. And uh, being Argentina... Some people got back to us and some people didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think it would work really, really well in somewhere like Switzerland or Germany. You know, <laughs> not so great in Argentina. But it was, and I also think that um, using Rumorama is a really great way to travel if you're traveling as a family.
0: Yeah, I I and, think if there's more than two of you, yeah. like if you're traveling with a couple of friends or as a family, yeah. Yeah, you're definitely going to really see some money saving there.
1: Yeah, and if you're staying for a longer time, so a week or more, I think it makes more sense to do it that way.
0: Yeah, I think um, because of the the fee that you pay to the website, I really don't think it makes sense to use it for just one or two nights. I in some cases in some cases it will be cheaper than a hotel if you're traveling for business or um, if you're yeah if there's a lot of you that are sharing the cost. But I think as an individual or a couple. You're going to have to, um, if if money's your primary concern, you're going to struggle to make back the, uh, the $40, $50 payment that you make to Rumorama mm-hmm. over just a couple of nights. But yeah, it was good. Rumorama sponsored that stay for us so we could try out their service, but it's definitely something that we're going to look into again Yeah, definitely. Uh, when we're looking to stay somewhere for a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really, really great idea.
0: So, in Buenos Aires, that second time, we uh, did all the touristy stuff down around Recoleta and Palermo because the yeah. last time we'd been in San Telmo and exploring kind of San Nicolas, the microcentro, mm-hmm. and uh, San Telmo. Yeah, it was really so cool to be in were a different on, area. On the other side of town completely.
1: Yeah. So, we, uh, we went to the Recoleta Cemetery, which Craig missed out on when we were in Buenos Aires last time. We went to the Teatro Colón and did the guided tour which was really worthwhile. It was quite expensive, well, Uh, for our budget.
0: 60 pesos per person, yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, we also spent a lot of time in Avenida Corrientes buying books. There was even a night at the bookstores, which was awesome. I know, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, instead of the night at the museums, when
0: all the museums are free and open open late, they had the, the night at the bookstores, when all the bookstores on Corrientes were uh, open late and doing discounts.
1: Yeah, and they closed off the street, and there was like a Scrabble competition in the middle of the street and people painting a mural, and it was brilliant. It was really yeah, cool. It was it, fun. was. it was. And we had a final uh, asado. Yeah. We had the padishada, which means basically all meat all different types of meat, including intestines and kidneys, which are not my favorite, but I ate them, and it was fine. It was yeah. cultural.
0: And you, you've got a taste for uh, blood sausage now. I am eh? very massage. surprised.
1: Very surprised.
0: Crazy. What is happening to you?
1: I blame Nutty's dad. <laughs>
0: Force-feeding you bits <laughs> of cow that no human was ever meant to eat. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was cool. We went to a lot of galleries as well. Mm. I wanted to see Malba, which is the Latin American gallery there. And we went into a small gallery um, by, a, by yeah, an Argentine artist, And uh Yeah, we just yeah, had
1: a good was, time hanging out. It was, it
0: was a really touristy time those last couple of days in it Buenos Aires. It was hot. It
1: was so hot. So then we uh, hopped on a plane and flew home. Yeah. Aeroling is again. New Not the best. But, I mean, it was only an hour late, so that was pretty pretty good going. Yeah. Very cramped, not very comfortable.
0: No, not really. Um, if you are flying from Australia or New Zealand up to South America, there's two main options. You've got LAN Chile, um, which fly into Santiago, de Chile, and Aerolíneas Argentinas, which fly into um, Buenos Aires? Aires. So those are your two options. LAN is almost always twenty percent or more more expensive. Mm-hmm. But unless you're getting a really good price on the aerolineus tickets, you'll have a much better experience flying land.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we didn't Lance, have a
1: bad experience this time. It was just uncomfortable. Well,
0: it's uncomfortable. They, they claimed they didn't have hot water That's even right. though so didn't for, for tea or coffee, even though we saw them serving tea and coffee to business class mm-hmm. or condor class or whatever they call it. So that seemed like a gyp.
1: Um, Oh, yeah, the the TV screen was really, really bad. Okay, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was was like flying in the 80s. Yeah, it It was was like flying in the
0: 80s. Yeah, I think that's because the plane was from the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The... uh, Interesting thing when we were in the um, Buenos Aires Aziza airport Was that we saw a couple running past Being chased down by a cameraman and producer And we think we might be in the background Of an upcoming episode of The Amazing Race Very exciting (laughs) So that was quite cool I'll um, post the little video clip I made Of the the girls running past And then the cameraman running past On the uh, the Indie Travel Podcast Facebook page Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'll try and do that today actually That was quite fun That was fun
1: so now we're back in New Zealand, and uh, we're looking forward to a summer at home. The weather has been really good, except for today when it's kind of bucketing down. Yeah, not so great. <laughs> a, bit of a
0: storm came in,
1: but yeah, we're looking forward to lots of um, barbecues, hanging out with friends, drinking white wine, um, music in parks, summer Shakespeare, Christmas in the park, the Lantern Festival, Christmas with. With our family, New Year's with friends. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. So I guess a big question that many of you might have is why did we come back to New Zealand, considering we were planning on going up to Ecuador and Colombia and then straight over to Spain? Well, I guess there's there's a lot of reasons. But the big one is that we can't get Linda a visa for Spain from outside of the country. That was a surprise. We didn't realize (laughs) we thought that we'd be able to get it through the embassy. Um, And we can can get it through the embassy. We just need to get it in person at the New Zealand embassy with New Zealand paperwork like your doctor's certificate and everything like that had to be done in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, we had return tickets that we had bought in a deal um, to get up there. And we were expecting to just let them go and and flag them away. But uh, we had to use them to, to get back. So that's kind of the main reason we're back in New Zealand so we can do what we want to do next year and uh, just goes to prove that paperwork and bureaucracy can really stuff up your travel plans.
1: (laughs) I don't think it's stuffed it up it's just changed it a bit. I mean we're really looking forward to this time. I'm very sad that we're not in Ecuador and Colombia right now but I'm very happy to be here at the same time.
0: Yeah. Confused. Yeah it is confusing eh? I think we've We've reset and reimagined what summer's going to look like, and now we're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it seems, seems strange that we haven't made it up there. So our sincere apologies to all of the people in Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia that we've uh, made noises to about going to meet, and uh, yeah. we will do it. It will happen.
1: But when, Craig? But when?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So, um, yeah, we'll be talking more about uh, our upcoming plans in a couple of weeks, as well as the famous Camino de Santiago and how you can do it too, because that's going to be a a part of our plans for next year.
1: We're definitely doing that. That's not going to change. We've already booked (laughs) our tickets to get, well, actually, so far, actually just this week we booked the section from Auckland to Christchurch and we already had the tickets from Christchurch to Malaysia, Malaysia to London. We do still have to get that last leg, yeah. the, the London to, to Spain. It's quite yeah. important.
0: Uh, well, more plans coming up as we make them because, you know, we're not so good at that. <laughs>
1: Only three months away.
0: Well, we do have a whole lot more information about Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, and Paraguay on the Indie Travel Podcast website. So if you go to indie travel podcast slash South America, you'll be able to dig into all of that. Uh, if you've got any questions or you just want to meet other other travelers, come and visit uh, indie travel slash forums. Get your free community account and join in. Say good day.
1: And don't forget that you can help us stay traveling by booking through us. So please visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours slash insurance and slash deals when you're booking online.
0: We've also got a library of books to share at indytravelpodcast.com slash books. The uh, travel safety book, which I know some of you are asking about, is with the designer. Yeah. And uh, we'll be coming out soon.
1: And for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, please tell your friends and family about the Indie Travel Podcast. Invite them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash we or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, definitely next week. We're not going to stuff it up like we have for the last three weeks. Until next week, travel well.